Welcome back to the Multipod, everyone. It's a pleasure to have you here with us today. My name is Ted, and I am one of three co-hosts today. It's exciting. Uh, Vanessa's with me. Hi, Vanessa. How are you doing? Hi, everybody. Hi, Ted. Hi, Hi Multipodverse. <laughs> yeah, and uh, th- I'm very excited to introduce Christy de la Cruz. She is on our podcast as a co-host for the very first time. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Ted. I appreciate it. Great to be here. Yeah, it's nice to have you here. And we have a very special guest, Sarah Hockett, who is joining us live to make it uh, four people on today's episode. So, Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, it's great um, to find out some more about your story and um, uh, the things that you're into, of course, which is the general purpose here of this show, and learn about people's hobbies, their projects, their background, and, and what brought them to the Puttyverse, of course, too. It says that you joined the group in uh, late October of 2019. How did you discover the Puttyverse? How did you find out about it? Oh, my gosh. Um, I think I discovered Emily's TED Talk not within the year of she did it, so maybe like 2013 or 2014 or so. Hmm. And it was the first time I felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm not the only weirdo out there that likes <laughs> to do all the things. Um <laughs> And, you know, I'd been aware of the Puttyverse for a very long time after that. I went to Everything Conference uh, in 2019 and soon after yeah. was like, obviously, I need to be in the community um, because I met so many <laughs> wonderful people at Everything Conference. Um, and as part of my own weird journey, Everything Conference actually played a really big part in that. So it was a very obvious next step to join the community. Hmm. In what way uh, did it have an impact on your life since then? Um, well, interestingly enough, between 2017 to 2019 were really rough years for me. Mm. And um, for a lot of reasons, but many of them were career related. And during that time, um, I had just had my lo- my life just upheavaled over and over and over again. And um, I had got my tickets to everything conference early in the year and I was excited to go. And then my life got turned upside down again and um, I didn't think I was going to go. And I ended up in between that time taking a job that felt like taking a step backwards in my career and my life by like 10 years. And I was miserable. (laughs) So having having that to look forward to, my husband convinced me like, you you should go. So um, having that to look forward to was a big deal. But Um, this space that was created with Everything Conference was something really special and really unique. The organizers, Emily, Joel, Vanessa, who helped organize that, created such a special place where I could tell my real story for the first time in many years of hiding what, how bad I was feeling and things like that. Like uh, the first time I really told my real story to someone was at Everything Conference. It was a virtual stranger who is now a good friend. Um, And I just (laughs) blurted out like, I had this job that I loved, and uh, but I also hated it. And then like, I got let go from the job, and here's everything that's happened since, and I feel like I'm never going to do anything better in my life. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say in that moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. But she had the perfect response, and just having it be out there finally mm-hmm. um, was such a huge relief and, and a big step forward in my own healing journey, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, wish I could have gone to the Everything Conference. Oh. Yeah, we hear Sounds such amazing. wonderful comments and memories from it now. It's been, yeah. what, I guess about two and a half years, but it's yeah. still such vivid memories for the people who are there. We, we all hope they'll do it again, and I suppose there's a pretty good chance, you know, before, eventually when we can, at least. But Someday. yeah, Right, yeah. 
So, of course, you are a multi-potentialite. Uh, as we <laughs> know, most people who are on this podcast are, if not all people who are. Um, and I was looking at your profile. And, of course, in true multipod fashion, you have so many things on there. Um, I think your profile is one of the more interesting ones that I've read, though, <laughs> on the Puttyverse. Um, for example, you put in, like, your pet peeves and... Um, just sort of things you enjoy, things you don't enjoy, and what you do sort of for, you know, work and that kind of thing. Um, so maybe I'll go with that. Like, what are your, what you call on your profile, superpowers? Um, and what are you really focused on these days? Oh, gosh, I haven't updated my profile in years. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Well, I like, like it. <laughs> I, I did a couple of just like job updates recently, so I'm not really sure what's in there. So we're just going to wing it from there. Um, <laughs> cool. Okay, great. Gonna... I mean, you've got great things. You've got, you know, that you're empathetic, calm in the face of extreme stress, podcast producer, confidence coach. Like, yeah, tell me... <laughs> Wherever you want to start with that. Yeah. So um, definitely one of my superpowers is being calm in the face of stress. That's a really good one. Um, <laughs> for quite some time, I worked uh, in nonprofit management. And when I say I worked in nonprofit management, um, I was a one-woman show. Um, there was a board of directors, of course, but they were a super hands-off board of directors. I never really interacted with them or saw them. Um, mm. They did, certainly didn't help with things. So that fed into my multi like into my multi passionate tendencies because I did all of the things like organizing events and um you know uh organizing projects on the other side of the world and planning trips and getting people excited and donors and um all of the things marketing accounting graphic design copywriting annual reports all of the things so it's lovely and i remember one time i was um in the middle of this huge annual event that we had like 3 day massive event, thousands of people. And I plan this thing all by myself usually. And I have a few volunteers come in at the end who help me with logistics. And we're on like day two of this big event. And this girl who was helping volunteer, she says, oh my gosh, I don't know how you're not stressed out right now. And I told her, my secret is I'm always stressed out. I'm like the Incredible Hulk, but with stress instead of <laughs> anger. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like me. That's awesome. Because like, it's one of those, like, it's one of those overthinking things. Um, but sometimes that comes in handy, you know, as far as let's see other profile pieces. I know pet peeves are bad bosses, toxic workplaces, and I feel like too many of us have been almost conditioned for that to be the norm. Um, and there's uh, so many good, yes. there's so many good bosses out there that it drives me crazy. I'm like, I just want to shake people, get out of there. <laughs> I mean, like if you're in one of those situations where something, whether it's you don't like the work or you don't like your boss or you don't like your coworkers, um, there is something out there for you that is going to be a better fit, whether that's the work, the culture, the benefits, the pay, whatever. I made a whole business around it, but I work with so many people <laughs> who have been in a job that has been making them miserable for years and they just, they're not sure what to do. Yeah. That's definitely something that we talk about sometimes on the podcast. Um, and I would love to hear more about that. Like I'm do you work with other multipotentialites at this time or uh, do you work with a lot of them? Do you work with them only sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, most of my clients are multipotentialites, whether they actually know that yet or not. Um, gotcha. <laughs> it seems to be, you know, like attracts like often. And that seems to be the type of client that I attract. And 
a lot of the people that I talk with say, well, you know, I do this and 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 I do this. And it's like, but how does that translate into a different job? Like, I don't know how to take, make that, take that to a different job. I provide a lot of services through that particular uh, company, through that particular business. But one of the biggest things is people who are ready for a career transition, but they have all of these things that they love and they don't know how to turn that into one single path. Um, and, And some of that is our own conditioning of like, we're told from the time we're five, you just pick the one thing and you go do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So is this like a component of your business? Tell us a bit about, I guess, what your business is or how many businesses maybe that you have. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I've actually always been someone who always has a side hustle. Um, Even back in the days where I worked for someone else, I always had something going on. So I've had all of the businesses over the years, web design, marketing, all of the things. But right now I currently run three businesses. Um, I have the career coaching, which, um, a lot of the stuff we work on is career clarity and confidence and mapping out a path that makes sense. Um, I actually do have, uh, one specific program that is, uh, specific to multipods and just the piece of figuring out what you want to do. Um, as well as like full packages where it's like, let's figure out what you want to do. And then let's figure out all the steps in between. And we'll start walking that path together, including like how do we find a job? Um, what needs to go on our resume? What's the resume needs to be templated like? Um, oh my gosh, I feel like I need you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and it's one of those things because it's been such a, I always say because I machete hacked my way through my own career, <laughs> I would just, it really, it's important to me to be able to pave the way for other people. Um, so I have that business. And in addition to that, I also have what I call an audio storytelling business. Um, I have full service podcast production. Uh, I also do audiobook production and narration, and I do voiceover. And one, the last business that I have, this one I do mostly part time these days. Um, I used to do all of the shows and everything when I still had a full time job, but I definitely do not have the capacity for that anymore. Um, but I do um, epoxy resin art, so that looks a lot of different ways. We create a lot of unique pieces to just you know try and make people's spaces a little happier. So cool. Epoxy resin. What is that like? When I first started doing it, it was the escape from a job where my brain was in overload all the time. So I do a lot of like fluid pieces. I do beach art with like the full textured um, waves and things like that. One of the most popular types of piece that I do is clear, like translucent epoxy resin with like um, beach colored waves and stuff. People like to put them in their windows and then it shines the colors through almost like stained glass, but with a texture. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. They're lovely. That's actually a craft I've wanted to get into. So that's cool. It's very versatile. So, you know, that's good for multipods. I I love resin for multipods because there's so much versatility. You can do things with molds. You can do furniture. I, I do furniture sometimes too. Um, all kinds of stuff. Like actual furniture, oh like full size furniture. Could wow. you do a workshop on that for multipods? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Future thing. I mean, I would take that. I could do it for small pieces, but like, I don't want to do like the big, like, hi, I'm in yeah. my garage with a table saw. Gotcha. It's going to be a little, a little awkward Fair. for everybody involved. Oh, but fun. yeah, we could do that sometime. Oh, that, sounds really cool. <laughs> that sounds really fun. I would totally do that. Yeah. We'll share the links here with our, our show. So it's called Reson- Resonating Designs? Correct. Nice. Um, and in true multipod fashion in Resonating Designs, uh, when I was at Everything Conference, I actually even led a course there, which was Zen Art when I was doing 
all the resin art very heavily and all of the art scene, uh, I started teaching Zen art, which is like relaxation through art. Um, and I led a session actually at everything conference. We had a ton of fun. It was like, you know, fun stuff that just sort of helps you relieve stress nice. of the day. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I just love talking to multi-potentialites. There's always just so many cool facets and angles and. I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's so cool. Well, um, <laughs> I have sort of a question, Sarah, because you have very different businesses here, but it, but, but they all kind of, but they all kind of, I get how they go together. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as like the audio, yeah. I'm more interested in the audio service. I just, I've been looking at audio services to narrate my book. And so I might have to talk to you about that, but I have a tiny budget. <laughs> so I don't know, but we should talk at some point about that. But yeah. what I was wondering was, because when we have these complementary skill sets, it like it uses a different part of your brain. Uh, do you have you always had like you said you've had a lot of side hustles, and I'm curious about have if they always been kind of complementary like that, like something very different from what you do for your day job or something like that. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's very complementary. Like when I started doing web design, um, I was working in marketing where I managed the website for my day job. Um, and I had started doing some uh, side projects for the day job where I was making a lot of different websites. So I was like, well, hey, this is fun. I could do more of this and it would be really fun to do on the side and make some extra money. So like things like that, where it's like, oh, this sort of makes sense. Um, I was already doing podcasting on the side when the day job that I had was like, hey, what if we started a podcast? And I was like, hey, I can actually help you with that. Um, we can do that for sure. So yeah, I mean, there's, it's, it's sometimes complimentary. Sometimes it isn't. Like I said, when I was working at the nonprofit, I was going to art shows, um, which is definitely not super complimentary, but there's always a piece where you can make it more complimentary. Sometimes I would donate my own art to silent auctions uh, that we were having. So cool. yeah. I'm interested in like how you're able to promote your businesses, I guess, and like essentially find work, find clients. Like, is it a different message for each business or can you kind of find people in one place that might be interested in two or, or maybe all three? That's a really good question. Um, I've never hit the trifecta of people that are isn't, that are interested in all three, but uh, the career coaching and the audio storytelling often go together uh, really well. Um, while I find the clients usually separately when they find out that I do both, um, there's often a lot of overlap, especially like with my career coaching clients, once we start building up confidence, telling my own story was a big part of my own healing journey. So gaining confidence and kind of healing from toxic workplaces, telling your story can be a really big part of that, whether that's um, in a podcast or whether that's through a book that we want to turn into an audio book, or sometimes it's, I want to go start my own business and I want to start throwing ads out for it and I need voiceover. So I've had a lot of those type of overlap between those two businesses. So I've never, I've never hit the trifecta of all three though. <laughs> Yeah, I could imagine that that can be tricky, but also really rewarding when it does overlap. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it hard to, I don't know, promote all three at the same time? Do you find like, say, in any given week, maybe, do you spend a bit of time on the messaging and the kind of promotion sharing, writing stuff for one business, and then a bit for something else? Like, how do you kind of juggle that, uh, getting the story out there that brings people in for each business? Oh, I love that question. I love that question because uh, when I first decided I was going to quit my day job, I hired a coach and I told her when I started working with her, I have all of these businesses and I, I don't have any desire to not have any of these businesses, but I want to help grow them. 
And as we were talking, she took me on as a client. And then as we started working together, she was like, you can't have all of these businesses and expect to promote them all. And then we stopped working together. Weird. Um, <laughs> you can't do the thing that you want to do. I hate when people yeah. do that. It's like, try yes. me. <laughs> Yeah, like well, and that's what I always tell everyone. Like, you know, people are always trying to tell you you can't do all the things. Like, I'm here to tell you that you can. Um, so sometimes I'll go in phases where I'll do one thing um, for a period of time, especially if I know I have something coming up that I'm a big thing coming up that I want to promote. Where I'll, you know, kind of go in that line. Like, I'll be talking about career stuff for a couple weeks. But mostly I have a good balance of like every few days, it's something that's related to one business or the other. Um, I did have to kind of rein things in because I had all these like pages and groups and everything everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is going to take up all my time trying to create content for all these things. So while I have pages and groups that exist, pretty much everything now goes through my personal. And I just put put things out there as I as I feel like sometimes it's just lifestyle stuff. Here's what I'm doing today because I gained the care. Like I'm walking my own path. I like most of my clients are me a few years ago. So it's, hey, this is where you can be. And that's my lifestyle pieces. But then it's, hey, here's five places you can find remote work. Or here's three things that are usually stopping people from changing careers, like things like that, mixed in with like, hey, have you have you thought about telling your story? A podcast is a great way to do that. You know, I try to mix it up in any given week. And I feel like my people understand that. And you know, like the people that are telling you, you can only put one thing out there because you have to be the expert in that one thing. That's fine for them. Absolutely. That's fine for them. But that's not how I work. And that's not the people I want to attract either. Like I said, most of the people that I end up working with are multipods, whether they know it or not yet. Uh, so attracting my people is important. And I do that through having all the things. I was going to say, if somebody says that to you, ain't nobody got time for that. But... <laughs> <laughs> I liked your nicer response better, maybe. <laughs> uh, like, you don't need that kind of negativity in your life. That's what I was thinking. I'm trying to think of all the memes. But I mean, like, for some people, like, for example, the coach that I was working with, she was like, I can't imagine doing, you know, more than one business. Like, I can't, I can barely handle one. And I'm like, hey, that's cool for you. Right. Like, and I understand that because it's hard um, just to have one, but that's not how I roll. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Well, I would think like, I mean, from a functional, you know, financial point of view, like uh, the three businesses, I suppose, complement each other. They're not like you have totally, three yeah. right. full-time 40-hour-a-week businesses, right? So you have a couple clients here, a couple clients Absolutely. there, or maybe there's seasons and there's projects that come and go, but it all kind of, you know, fits in to make enough of an income that makes the whole thing feasible. Absolutely. And if you have a good system to balance it all, then that's great. I mean, I think about myself and... I was just diagnosed with ADHD, and this is a new thing that I'm figuring out in my life, although it has probably been there my whole life. I was only just finally told by a professional, yeah, I think this is what's going on. So I'm navigating yeah. how does that actually play out in my life? How do I actually organize my life? How, you know, oh, I've been doing, you know, I'm 30, almost 38. So for 38 years, I've been a complete disorganized mess in parts of my life, not all parts of my life, but in some parts of my life. How do I navigate this? And so I used to think I want to have like three hustles, let's say, and so that I can experience a few different things at once. And now I'm going, it didn't work in the past when I tried it. No wonder I have ADHD. So like, 
I and maybe some people with ADHD can do that, like because ADHD, you know, I I don't see it as a negative thing. I see it as actually it could be a superpower that you can harness in different ways, too. So it's just I'm it's funny how multipotentialites there's no right. multipotentialite that's going to be exactly like another multipotentialite. So for me, having ADHD, having lots of different interests, maybe yeah. those are just things that I have to do outside of work. And I have lots of interests outside of work. But my work is just one thing. Yeah. Like, I'm just doing one kind Absolutely. of job, you know, and that's that's fine. Right? Absolutely. Again, like, there's no wrong way to multipod, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And again, if anybody tells you that there is, well, then you don't need that negativity in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, I actually, I'm, we are probably right about the same age. And a few years ago, I, same, um, was like, wait, maybe I have ADHD. And then, like, you know, um, went to get the diagnosis and they were like, oh, yeah, you have all the ADHD. Um and the yeah. thing is, like, I saw a meme recently in, like, an ADHD group, and it was like, do you have the ADHD where you can't plan for anything, or do you have the ADHD where you plan for everything? Everything, yes. <laughs> or do you have both? Because I think, like, yeah. I kind of go between that's, the two. That's yeah. me. It depends on the situation. Um, like, some things I'm like, oh, gosh, I, I don't know what's happening today. But other things I'm like, I have planned for scenarios A through X. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's so like me. That's so funny. I find this just so wonderfully inspiring to see a, a real vivid living example of how you can have uh, a life and, a, a you know, make a living doing these multiple things to think that you can be a, an artist, a visual, creative, actual crafting artist, of real things. You can be a coach and, and, you know, immerse yourself, devote yourself to that. You can do a skill in your in the case uh, audio production, um, and that you're able to juggle the three things to do enough of each to have legitimate businesses and make enough money and you know structure and plan your life around it and it works. It's right. a wonderful thing. It's I think it's something a Super lot of us aspire inspiring. to. Yeah. And I actually have a question along those lines as I'm thinking of it. How much do you outsource? Like, yeah, I would question. think that taxes would be difficult when you have like three different things going on and that kind of thing. Um, I I actually do not outsource very much. Um, okay. I outsource a few things um, for the audio business. If I'm like ridiculously swamped with projects, um, I'll outsource a few things for the audio business. Uh I keep very on top of the taxes um, so that every every month I'm making sure I've gone through and balanced out all the QuickBooks and all the things like that, all the things that I mm -hmm. learned back when I still worked for other people. So yeah, I truly don't outsource a whole lot uh, at, at this time, but I have really, really, really good systems in place so that I can nice. manage. <laughs> gotcha. Cool. Just curious. Yeah, that's a good question. But I, I totally agree with Ted. It's very inspiring to hear, like, from anybody that's a multi-potentialite that we have on the show who is successfully navigating their life that way. It's like, that's why I love doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I used to love listening to this podcast um, during the times where, like I said, it was kind of a low point of life and career. I would listen to this podcast on my way to and from a terrible job. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, that's, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Nice that <laughs> yeah, that got you through your commutes to said terrible job. Yeah. yeah. Again, another reason the audio is as a piece of my whole puzzle, because when I was going through some of the really low points, I was listening to podcasts and audiobooks and all of the things all the time. I always had something in my ear to keep me going. Yeah, that's why we love podcasting, you know, because it's 
it's distinct in that way. You can be immersed in the moment with the person or the people you're listening to for 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour, but, you know, and kind of tune other things out or just be driving along, whatever you're doing, and really be immersed in that. It's you, When you remove the visual element, it changes your kind of sensory perception, you know, and you're just focusing on what you're hearing. Yep. Yeah. We've uh, we've lost Christy, unfortunately. You haven't heard her voice for the last few minutes. Uh, her internet, she says, is dropping in and out. So hopefully we'll get her back. Definitely, if she doesn't come back in this episode, you'll hear her again because we were off to a great start there. So uh, hopefully we'll hear from Christy again. I want to ask you, Sarah, so when you talked about going to the Everything Conference and like telling your story to people for, I guess, the first time or feeling comfortable doing that, and now in the last couple of years or so since... How have you kind of stepped into that role or that place of now sharing your story more and, you know, getting it out there? Has it become a more comfortable, even confident thing to do? Oh, absolutely. Um, It was kind of like opening the floodgates. I had spent the last two years because of just weird situations kind of pretending that everything was okay. And I was doing not just okay, but great. Like if you saw me on the socials, you would think like, man, she's living the life and I was miserable. Um, and because there was a lot of like job moving around and a lot of moving pieces and things happening during that time, I felt like I couldn't really share that with anyone. So once I had shared it, oh man, and then I just wanted to tell everybody, um, you know, I was doing a podcast yesterday and I shared like every gory detail. Cause that was what was, um, part of her whole thing was like, Hey, tell us all the things. And, um, I was telling her all the gory details and all of those super dark deep, ugly places where I was. And I think that it's so important to do that because once again, you never, it's healing for you because, Hey, now you're living in your own authenticity, but you never, what I like to say is you never know who is out there walking around with a hole in their heart, the shape of your words. Um, You never Mm. know who needs to hear what you have to say. Oh, I love that. Would you say that might just be the secret to being at least an online entrepreneur and, and finding the people that need to find you? you? You really do have to share your story? Absolutely. I think you have to share your story. You have to share kind of the ugly bits too, because so many people say like, oh, something's happened and then I was success. Like, I'll be like, I was looking at a bottle of Tramadol, not wondering if I should take it. Um <laughs> wow. And, you know, because we've all had those moments where it's like you you feel the call of the void or you feel like you're the only one who is going through some stuff or that got fired or you feel like a failure, all of those things. And it's just absolutely not true. There's so many of us out there that have been through those things and we keep going. And, you know, that's the number one reason I want to tell my own story is if if you're out there going through the things like... There are those of us out there that made it through and you can too. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like, I don't even know what to say because <laughs> this is just like speaking, like really resonating with me yeah. and some of the things I'm going through right now. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm processing it too. I'm, I, you know, I'm building my business and as a result, my online profile, I'm not someone who's very comfortable talking about myself in general. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind sharing a story and stuff, but I don't really, I often feel like it's just not appropriate or maybe who cares? Like I don't have permission and stuff like that. And have you found then that you just kind of have to step through that and put it out there and maybe nobody will 
care or pay attention, but maybe some people will. And those are the people you need to find. Exactly. So it's not only telling the bits about yourself and how you got there, but it's doing so authentically. Um, one of my programs has a big swear word in it. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's another one of those things I was told, like, you can't do that. And I was like, well, I swear a lot. So my clients need to be prepared for that. Like, I want to attract my people. Um, so when I'm putting any of my content, any of my marketing out there, I speak as I would uh, authentically, swear words and all. <laughs> I'm back. I'm oh, my God. Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound much better now. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry. I was like asking a question and no one was listening. No one was like, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shoot. I think I'm yeah, not. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> it's okay. This is why we do the editing thing. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad. Um, Sarah, I had a question about the nonprofit world because I was in the nonprofits for quite a while. And I'm just curious in terms of like managing boards is so hard. Oh. And I just remember being a board board chair for many years and having to recruit an executive director and deal with, you know, turnover and things like that. But from the executive director side, can you say a little bit more about working with a board and, you know, what that was like? And if people are in the nonprofits, like any advice you might give? I'll be honest, I'm really not the best person to ask because my board was so hands off during the time that I was there that um, I don't feel like I'm, def I don't feel like I'm an expert on that at all because Interesting. Okay. my prop my biggest problem was just like getting them to show up and getting them to be present okay it was a very weird organization and a very weird dynamic okay well yeah boards can be very disengaged and sometimes they're almost too micromanagey too <laughs> the other yeah, side absolutely could be. yeah okay i'm curious about that just because nonprofits are kind of a strange beast in themselves so yeah it's interesting i find that a lot of I find a lot of multipods that work in nonprofits, and I do have a fair number of clients that have come from nonprofits that are looking for whatever the next thing is. Uh, and I think perhaps like I think perhaps nonprofits are attractive to multipods because you often get thrown in a role where you have to do a lot of things. Yep. Yeah. True. True. And sometimes they pay well and sometimes they don't pay well either there's that there's that <laughs> battle right because there's funding challenges sometimes sometimes yeah. they have money and sometimes they're constantly needing money <laughs> right yeah yeah well and there's a there's a weird view on nonprofits where right. it's like well if you work for the nonprofit you should want to if you care about the cause you no. should you should want to not eat yourself <laughs> exactly. like well, no i exactly. like food <laughs> exactly. i like to pay my bills and keep a roof over my head and, uh, <laughs> exactly yeah. And a living wage is a real thing. Yeah. It's very important. Exactly. I have, I actually currently pretty much work in nonprofit. It's a little different because it's a grant um, funded program that I work for right now, but uh, has a lot of those aspects of nonprofitness. And I know so many people who have worked in nonprofit. And that's one of my struggles too is like, how do you do work that does something good in the world? but not necessarily yeah. have to be in the nonprofit space where it might be harder to get paid and all that stuff. <laughs> Truly, for anyone with that question, I recommend reading a couple of books by Peter Singer because he has really good philosophy on giving and what that can look like and what it should look like. Sweet. I like resources. I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that in our notes too, for sure. Definitely. Um, Sarah, when um, I think a lot of people have done a lot of changing over the past two years, have you noticed 
a big difference in the nature of what your clients are asking for, just in terms of like, some of them may have either been bumped out of a job that they hated. And so now they're like, Hey, what's next? Or they're like, Hey, I don't like this job. <laughs> Why am I still going? <laughs> um, what have you noticed? Yeah. So a common theme in the last few years, and it's for a variety of reasons, uh, people are less willing to tolerate things that they were willing to tolerate pre-pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. How has that impacted some of your offers, let's say, or services? Um, well, one thing that I'm actually working on now because I want to be able to make um, my coaching services more accessible to more people. Um, I've been having a lot of people come from nonprofits and education and things like that, where these people are not making loads of money. And um, I want to be able to offer them the best service possible. So I'm currently working on group programming that still offers a lot of value does things a little differently than most group programs. Um, but I'm working on launching that within the next couple of months because there are so many people right now that are feeling like I need to make a change. I don't know what that is, but I know that I can't keep doing what I'm doing. Cool. That sounds yeah, awesome. I think it is really awesome because career coaching can be expensive. I mean, I've had like three or four different coaches. I It was worth every penny. And yet, not everyone's in a position where they can afford, you know, really good career coaching. So that's great. Yeah. When like sometimes I have in the past offered creative solutions and things as well, like where it's like, oh, okay, do you want to help me with my social media for this next few weeks or something like that? And we'll do it in a trade or a partial trade. Like when I just really, really, really want to help someone, I'm almost always willing to figure out how we make it work. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Hopefully people will visit the links that we include in the show notes because um, I think you're providing, it's you know, more career advice and more career help and all that stuff is always good. So yeah. Excellent. Yeah. have you um, been able to do any traveling in the last couple of years? I have not. The last time I was on a plane was in March of 2020, right before everything shut down. Um, and that was for the last day job that I had. Um, I was there on, on location for something for that. And that's the last time I traveled. Wow. Yeah. So you haven't vomited <sighs> on any other continents. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your next travel destination? If you, once, once things get a little better or something. Um, my husband and I, his 40th birthday was last year and we had planned for his 40th birthday to head to, uh, Alberta and go to Banff and Jasper and Yoho and all That's of those I places. Am. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Love it. And we obviously did not make it there during his 40th birthday. Canada was still closed to us filthy Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Canada, when were you open up to us? <laughs> It's open now. It is open, it's now, open now if you're vaccinated. Yeah. If you're vaccinated. Yeah. My uh, my mother has been talking about wanting to come visit, but she's not vaccinated. Oh. So, yeah. so I went to Colorado because I'm from Colorado originally. Uh, went there last year. Or yeah, it was last year. Oh, my gosh. It was November 2021. And uh, yeah, that was an experience. And we also went to Mexico in December of last year. And that was Sweet. also an experience. But <laughs> neither time got COVID. So you know, I'm also going to say I'm I'm extra nervous about flying right now because you need to have the mask on, which I don't mind wearing the mask. But my problem is I get motion sick so easy that I'm afraid that the heat of the mask over my face is going to exacerbate it. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's true. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's complicated right now. I'll say like when we were in Mexico, I was able to relax, but not 100% of the time because I was so nervous about getting COVID and not being able to come home. Yeah. Yeah. So legitimate concern. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, even though we sort of can travel now, it's, it's not without it's, it's always risky. It always is stressful, but it's like, there's this added layer. So. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, if or when you do make it to the Rockies, let us know. I mean, Vanessa's just down the road. And uh, yeah. I lived in Jasper and Banff for many summers. That was basically my home for about six years. So I can tell you all about it, too. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. It really is. Yeah, I'll be honest. I would I would move tomorrow if, if Canada would take us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. It's... It's not as easy as you would think to get into Canada. It I is had not. to come the university <laughs> route, and yeah. that is not accessible to all people. So, right, <laughs> yeah, I very much recognize my privilege in that. To be honest, like, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. But it does sound like you have a nice spot there near the beach in Florida. So, I actually live inland. I'm tucked into the Panhandle, so I'm like 30 minutes from the Alabama border and I'm like 30 minutes from the beach, but we have a, we have a nice little chunk of land here. We have about 15 acres, um, which if anybody is ever thinking about buying 15 acres, that's partially wooden and it's just you and your husband, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) If you think we can take care of this, you cannot. (laughs) Life lessons learned on the multi-pod. Nice. Oh, cool. Uh, we'll share lots of links to how people can find you. Is there any platform you like to point people to in particular? Um, I am in all the places as I am shocked without the E. So like Sarah Hockett as Hockett. And I probably post on, oh, I'm so old. I probably post on Facebook the most. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so old, she says. <laughs> no, you're not old. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Well, we'll have all those links and where people can find you. And I, I guess there's at least two websites. There's sarahhockett.com, but there's also sorryforyourboss.com. Yep. Which is an awesome domain. And explorastorystudios.com and okay. resonatingdesigns.com. And if you're interested in buying any um, F work coloring books, <laughs> um, fun swear word journals or planners. You can find those at sarahhockett.com slash books. Cool. Nice. Love it. That's very cool. To give to people. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that does. I'm like, I would enjoy that. Yeah, they're fun. fun. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, thanks very much for coming on the show. You're always welcome to, to come back or um, help out even if you want to chat with some other uh, putty peep. This is what our show is for. It's open to anyone just as, as Christy's doing here. So keep that in mind. But um, hopefully we'll talk with you again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me today. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, thanks so much. Cheers.